Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Lisa Opal. Now close the door and tune out the noise because we're about to get deep and dirty. Welcome back to another captivating episode of Deep and Dirty. I'm Lisa Opal and today we're delving into a story from my time working in a sex shop that opened my eyes to the fascinating world of BDSM. This is the story of the handcuff collar. Before I start, I would like to mention that in my podcast, I strive to be respectful of pronouns and individual identities. However, I may use male and female as broad descriptors. So get comfy and let's dive in. It was just another day in the shop, but little did I know that an encounter with a couple from London would leave a profound impact on me. They came in with a specific request. They wanted to explore collars. Now in the world of BDSM, collars are not just accessories. They're symbolic of a unique dynamic, often representing a submissive's commitment to their dominant partner. More about that at the end of this episode. I led them downstairs where our collection of collars awaited. As we sifted through various options, it became increasingly clear that their dom-sub dynamics were not only on, but intense. The gentleman carefully tried different collars on his partner, who remained entirely silent. There was a palpable tension in the air as he touched around her neck, tugged on the o-ring at the front, and tilted her head back, locking eyes with her. But it was when he spotted a particular collar that the story took a fascinating turn. This collar was unique, tall, and designed to stretch the neck with slight discomfort. It featured two cuffs on the front to which you could strap the woman's wrists crossed over her chest. He tried it on her and my unease grew for she still hadn't spoken a word. But as I watched, I saw something truly remarkable unfold before me. This man, the Dom, was not just polite and lovely. He was attentive, loving and incredibly perceptive. He read her non-verbal cues instantly, responding to her with a sensitivity that left me in awe. Turning to me, his partner still in the collar, he asked a question that caught me off guard. What are the laws on taking someone onto the streets with a collar like this in Germany? It was a question that I honestly hadn't expected and I had no immediate answer. But in just a matter of minutes, he'd paid for the collar and they walked out onto the streets of Germany. Now right next to the shop was a small bakery and he sat her down in front of it a bottle of water in hand. He lovingly let her sip from it, then lit a cigarette and allowed her to puff it from his fingers. Now what I witnessed was not merely an exploration of BDSM. It was a profound connection between two people. It was a dance of trust, consent and intimate communication where words were hardly necessary. This couple's ability to read each other's looks, their bodies, their breath, was a testament to their deep trust. 
So for anyone who might misconstrue BDSM as something to be dismissed or judged, I beg to differ. What I saw that day was more loving and profound than many relationships I've encountered. It was a world where boundaries were clear, consent was paramount, and where the nonverbal cues spoke volumes. Now to truly appreciate the significance of the O-ring, let's rewind the clock a bit. The symbolism of collars in BDSM can be traced back to the mid-20th century and the emergence of BDSM subcultures. And the use of collars to represent submission and ownership likely evolved from earlier traditions of formal collaring ceremonies in kink communities. And the concept of dominance and submission or dom-sub dynamics is not a recent invention. It's been intertwined with human relationships and power play for centuries. The notion of one person willingly surrendering control to another and the other accepting the responsibility is an intricate dance that's been performed for time immemorial. The O-ring on a collar has its origins in the symbology of ownership and commitment. So when a submissive wears a collar adorned with this small yet significant ring, it represents not just an accessory, but a declaration of trust and devotion. And these O-rings are typically attached to the collar as a point of attachment for leashes, restraints or other BDSM accessories. The O-ring becomes a tangible connection between the dom and the sub, signifying the bond between them. It's an unspoken promise that the dominant will protect, guide and care for their submissive partner, while the submissive entrusts their deepest desires and well-being to the dominant. I hope this story serves as a quick reminder that BDSM is not just about kink. It's about connection, trust and a unique form of love. It's a world where collars represent commitment and the rings at the front are not just adornments but symbols of devotion and trust. And as we explore the world of desires and sensuality, let's remember that the diversity of human connections knows no bounds. Sometimes the most profound bonds are found in the unlikeliest of places. So until next time, keep exploring, keep learning and keep liberating your desires. Thanks for joining me on Deep and Dirty. Your questions, stories and thoughts are always welcome. Drop me a message on Instagram or email. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, don't forget to be deep and dirty. Did you enjoy that? Do you want more? Find me on Instagram on Please Pinch Me Hard or visit my page pleasepinchmehard.com or dive straight into some short naughty stories with my book, Give It To Me, available on Amazon and as an audiobook on Spotify, read by me, of course. Stay naughty, my loves. Yours, Lisa Opal from Deep and Dirty.